Welcome to the OA Lighting Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Lighted Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Lydian. Hi, I'm Lydian, compulsive overeater. And uh, I want to thank Andrea for asking me uh, to share. Um, I, um, gosh, um, today was a weird day. Um, you know, um, I uh, woke up and immediately started babysitting a two-year-old. And um, I've been doing that pretty much all day. So, And uh, I don't know if you guys have kids or anything, but anyway, it there's nothing, any plans that I have totally go out the window. I mean, I have to be totally focused about, you know, uh, going on the swing set or things like that. So anyway, that's kind of, and my, my natural inclination is to get the hell out of there and do exactly what I want to do, you know, because I'm selfish and self-centered. And uh, that's all I think about is me, you know, really. (laughs) So uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what what it was like, what happened, and what I'm like now. Uh, I actually came in through uh, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, through the program to this program, and um, I'll tell you just a real br- briefly how I got into AA. What happened was uh, I was uh, visiting a, a cocaine dealer up in Laurel Canyon. Uh, he uh, what was happening was uh, I was going on these benders. My wife was three months pregnant. The baby died inside of her, and she wanted me to come to the hospital while they took the baby out, and I couldn't do it. And like I said, the reason why is because I'm when I'm using in, in the food or whatever, I don't think about anybody but me. So anyway, uh, I got into Alcoholics Anonymous. When I got there, they told me something uh, that I kind of ran with, and that was there's a little book. It's AA approved. It's called Sober Living. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, there's a lot of things in there that we do uh, as far as tools, like calling people, uh, you know, praying and meditating, uh, exercising, stuff like that. But there's one thing in there that it says, and that is to eat sugar. And, uh, and, and I was told to do anything that I wanted to do as long as I didn't pick up a drink. And that's what I did. I started, you know, I was smoking cigarettes. I was... Uh, eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Uh, and so that start, kind of started my journey uh, into uh, trying to deal with food. Um, I knew that I had a problem with food. I started gaining weight. I went, uh, uh, went up to 210 pounds. Um, I started uh, trying to do these different diets like the cabbage soup diet, um, uh, juice fasts, and... Uh, I went to Lindora and I would get these vitamin B shots and I hate vitamin, I hate needles, but I would do those anyway. And uh, needless to say, I I would lose weight, but then I would always gain it back. I've been on the same food food plan for about 17 years now, and I have never, ever been able to do that in my life. I've always like did like maybe two weeks on a food plan or something like that, and then I'd be off and running again. Um, 
I went to Halloway, and uh, when I was there, I went uh, from 210 to 145. And um, I was absolutely miserable, because at the time, I I was in AA, but I didn't have a higher power. And um, so I, I was around this uh, old-timer, uh, and, and I was just miserable, you know. And uh, he came up to me, and his name is Vincio. Uh, he's, he's passed away now, but he came up to me and he goes, what, what's going on with you? And I told him and he goes, look, I know exactly what your problem is. Go out and eat a chocolate uh, 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 chocolate shake and a cheeseburger and you call me and I guarantee you, you'll feel a lot better. And I did that and I did feel a lot better. And uh, But once again, I was off and running again, you know. Um, I had no mental defense against the first drink and, you know, or, or the first bite, you know, and, and what it talks about in the book, it talks about this peculiar mental twist that I have. And I have that with food and I have that with alcohol. What will happen is I'll go, God, you know, I really need to lose weight or I need to deal with my food somehow. And I'll do that for about a week or two. And then I get this mental thought in my head that goes, Maybe maybe I can have just one slice of pizza or maybe I can have like raw vegan pizza or or whatever it is. And then I'm off and running again, you know, and they told me that the only thing that can save me from that peculiar mental twist is a conscious contact with a higher power. And I didn't know how that was going to work for me because I didn't believe in God. And uh, I, the beautiful thing about this program is that they told me that um that I didn't have to believe in Jesus, I didn't have to believe in Muhammad, I didn't have to believe in Buddha, I didn't have to believe in any of that. I could believe in a power greater than myself of my own understanding. And that's what I did. I made up a God of my own understanding and I called him the Ancient One. And uh, and, and that really helped me. But um, like about, um, it must have been about 20, 22 years ago or something like that, I started getting really honest about my conscious contact with a higher power. And I started telling everybody in program that I was just pretending like I believed in God because that's what they told me to do. And um, I started getting into trouble. I, I had this food problem. I had, um, uh, I had this problem with money. I was spending more money than I was making. I'd get an obsession to buy something. And the only way that I could get rid of that obsession is to go out and buy the thing that I was obsessed about. It would go away, and then I'd get another obsession. So uh, what happened for me was um, I thought I needed to go through the steps. I felt like if I did that, I would you know, maybe have a conscious contact, or I, m I might have the experience they, t they talk about in the big book, which is they talked about being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence. And I didn't have that. And I had to be honest about that, you know. And so I went to this guy, and his name was Clint Hodges, and he took me through the book. And, uh, you know, um, at first he gave me this set-aside prayer to say, and it was like I was saying that, and I'd come back to him and I'd say, you know what, Clint, I'm saying this prayer, but I, I really don't believe it. I, you know, I feel like I'm just talking to the wind, you know. And uh, we were talking about Bill's story. And in Bill's story, um, he talks about uh, being in Winchester Cathedral and that he was much moved. And then he wandered outside and he saw this tombstone inscription and started reading that. 
And he doesn't really talk about his uh, uh, cathedral experience. But what happened for me was on the way home, I had, I had, you know, I had told Clint, I go, look, when I go to meetings, I feel like I'm safe. I feel like everything's going to be all right and that I'm doing the right thing, you know. And, um, and I just have this peace about my, myself when I go to meetings. And I'll have that on the way home here, too. I'll feel like I did the right thing. I showed up and I did what I said what I was going to do. And he goes, well, you know, um, your meetings are similar to Bill's cathedral experience. And um, on the way home, I had this presence come over me. And, and I had that presence before in my life. And uh, what it was, it was just peace. I experienced it when I go to meetings. And I experienced it in the car. And for some reason, I just didn't want that peaceful feeling to leave me. So when I got home, I, you know, I kept saying in the car, I, I, you know, I hope you stay with me, stay with me. And when I got home, I called Clint before I could say another word. I, you know, I, I called him up and I said, you know what, I think something happened to me. And before I could say another word, he goes, yeah, when it happened to me, I was at a, a AA convention and I'd keep going back to my hotel room and I'd say, are you still with me? And I knew that I was on to something. And um, the, the passage that he was talking about is in the big book that, that, I really, uh, that really kind of uh, clarifies that experience for me. And I read it because there are some people who quote the big book. And I go, I don't remember that being in there. Uh, this is it. Uh, it goes, thus, um, let's see. The real significance of my experience in the cathedral burst upon, upon me. For a brief moment, I had needed and wanted God. There had been a humble willingness to have him with me, and he came. But soon the sense of his presence had been blotted out by worldly clamors, mostly those within myself. And so it had been ever since, how blind I had been. And, and that's been my experience. I've had that feeling before. I didn't know what to call it. And... Every time that I had it, it was fleeting. I would always lose it. I would think about the next thing to buy or where I could get loaded or what, what food to eat, you know. And for me, that, that's been my total experience with this program. It's, it's all designed, and this is my opinion, and this is my program, it's designed for me to get peace. Whenever I have peace, I'm not thinking about food. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm, I'm usually able to be of service to other people. And, um, but when I'm not, I, I have these emotions to, that just go crazy. And I need to put something in my body to help me deal with those things. But when I'm at peace, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I need to fix me with anything else. And um, all the prayers that I know are from this program. And almost every one of the prayers has something to do with peace. Um, you know, um, I, so basically what happened for me, my bottom was, uh, you know, I went to Halloway, lost all that weight, then gained it back. And um, I felt like I needed to do something about my food. And uh, I only knew, knew one person in AA that, uh, that was in OA. So what I knew, I also knew that I needed to pray about this. So I kept praying about the food. And I'd wake up every day and I'd still eat crap, you know, horrible, you know. And, but I just kept praying. And what happened for me was um, 
I knew one other person in OA. His name is Michael B. And he's my sponsor today. And um, the thing is, is that um, God doesn't work in my life unless I include another person. I, I believe God speaks through people. So it wasn't, it wasn't until I asked Michael to help me that my life started changing. And uh, I asked him for help, and he said he would. And uh, so he told me to go to a meeting. I went to a meeting. He told me to get a commitment. I got a commitment. So Saturday morning Burbank meeting <laughs> that Lisa Ann and I used to go to. And um, I currently go to a Sunday morning meeting with Ore. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's still, it's a little shocking now. I've been going to that meeting for a while. And it's a little shocking going into a room full of women now. But, uh, I mean, we're starting to get more women in our meeting. But uh, we have a really, really strong group in the Valley. And I really love it. It's big based, big book based. And uh, I tell you, I, I, the, the stories that I hear uh, from men in that group and their example have just saved my butt. They have really, really saved my butt. And um, I, um, so I started getting, I started going to, uh, I started going to uh, OA with Michael. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, he, what he told me to do was he told me to call him every day and to report my food. And so that's what I did. And so I'd call him up and I'd say, so Michael, today I had a bag of Doritos. Uh, I had some cookies and uh, a couple candy bars and, uh, or whatever it was. And that, that's the way it went. But it was so important for me because um, I can tell Michael anything. And it was that foundation at the beginning where he told me just to be honest about my food. And that's what I did. I was honest about my food. And eventually I started getting a food plan. And so uh, what I decided to do was I started, uh, I wanted to abstain from sugar and flour. And I had never eaten three meals it was like the whole day was open for food for me. I mean, I, you know, I, I never ate three meals. It was like from the time that I got up to the time I went to bed, that was, that was when I ate. You know, I didn't have any kind of structure or anything like that. So I started getting a little structure, too, in my eating. I, I would eat three meals a day, and that's what I eat today, and uh, a snack in between breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. So uh, what was happening was um, the way I got off of sugar and flour was I substituted things. So instead of having uh, processed uh, sugar, I had artificial sweeteners. And instead of white flour, I used uh, whole wheat. And so um, I started doing that, and, uh, and, and that worked for a while. I went from... Um, I went from 210 to 185, and I stayed there for a long period of time. Um, and then I started getting, um, I started getting some problems. Though um, I had uh, this heart palpitation, and what would happen is all throughout the day, uh, my heart would period periodically stop, and then it would go like that, and it would do that all the time, and it was freaking me out, and I didn't know what to do. And so uh, what I did was I went to a cardiologist. He, um, he put me on a treadmill. He gave me a, a heart monitor thing to take home. I came back, and he goes, oh, I know what your problem is. I go, great, what is it? He goes, it's an electrical problem with your heart. I go, okay, what do I need to do? And he goes, you need to take these pills. 
And I don't take any medication. I don't have any problem with other people taking medication, but it's just my, my program is I don't take any medication. So I go, great. How long do I take this before I get off? And he goes, oh, no. Once you start taking these, you're going to be on, the, on them for the rest of your life. And I didn't want to go down that road. So what I did was I changed my food plan and uh, I started exercising. And what I did was, um, like, I have a bunch of old friends in AA. They, uh, some would get sick and die, or not die, but they would get sick. They would go to the doctor and the doctor would always prescribe the same thing. Fish, fresh fruits, and vegetables. And I said to myself, why in the hell would I wait until I'm sick before I start doing that? So that's what I did was I changed my food plan to uh, fish, fresh fruits and vegetables. And that's what I do today. I primarily eat salmon. And, uh, and what I do is I, I kind of blend my vegetables because I have a hard time eating black vegetables. And, um, and so what happened for me was that that heart problem went away, you know. But you can be damn sure that if that didn't work, I would be on those pills because I don't want to die, you know. So, uh, so anyway, that's that really helped me out a lot too. Um, you know, I um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what I found. Uh, you know, like the the, the you know, like I, I was so confused when I got into the program because, like I said, I didn't have a higher power. And what I did was I basically made my sponsor and my, my meetings my higher power, really, to, to kind of get through that. And, um, you know, if you don't have a higher power, it's kind of hard to take that, stirred, that third step. But I, what I did was I just kind of turned my will and life over to the care of my sponsor, you know. Um, but, it, you know, later on I found out, uh, you know, there's a key to that prayer, that third step prayer. It says... God, grant me the serenity. No, it says, uh, God, I'm now willing to turn my will and life over to the care of Thee, to build with me and to do with me as I will. Relieve me of the bondage of self so that I can better do Thy will. And I find that whenever I'm relieved of the bondage of self, that I'm able to, to, to actually do God's will. I'm able to be a service to people. You know, I'm actually able to help people. You know, but whenever I'm thinking about me, I really... You know, like I always used to say, you know, I'm okay with God's will as long as it lines up with my will. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. But whenever it doesn't line up with mine, I'm having a problem, you know. But um, so, you know, I, I've really tried to uh, tried to think about things like that, you know, to uh, to I have certain tools that I use to get into that peaceful state of mind. Uh, just recently with the pandemic, I started um uh, I've been meditating for a while, and uh, I was doing 15 minutes in the morning. So during the pandemic, I I decided to up it to 30. And I tell you, it's been the hardest thing. I mean, I will sit there, and my head is just racing, it seems like. And I'm always looking at my watch, going, is 30 minutes up? I mean, I can't believe it's only 10, you know. And... um, but I've been able to hang in there and do that. And that's, it's really been helpful, you know. Um, whenever, uh, you know, like today, um, you know, I woke up today. Typically, I, I, I pray and meditate. Um, I, I, there's like three books that I read out of. Uh, I read out of, um, I, I, I'm Catholic, so I read out of this daily missile. And I read out of, uh, as Bill sees it, and uh, the AA da- uh, Daily Reflections. 
and then another book. But um, today, I, you know, I didn't get to do that. I, as soon as I woke up, I'm babysitting, you know. So what I did was uh, something that I, I usually do throughout the day, and that is, uh, you know, I talk to God as if God is there, you know. And I always got to look over my shoulder because I don't want people to think that I'm crazy, like talking to myself. <laughs> but And I did that today. And I did, there's this affirmation that I do uh, on a daily basis, and that is this. Um, God, I have a desire to stop eating compulsively. I'm powerless over food, and I pray that you help me with those two things. You know, and I said that today. And I said the serenity prayer. Uh, I was telling God about how I felt about watching my granddaughter, how I'm grateful for my granddaughter, but how I'm a little pissed off that I have to do this, you know, on my day off, you know. So, you know, I tell God exactly how I'm feeling. And what happens is I'm able to get through situations when, when, I'm, when I'm not around other people, you know. So, um, let's see. What else can I tell you? Um, what, what's happened for me is, um, you know, I, uh, let's see. All I can say is that this program has really, really helped me a lot. You know, I, I didn't think that I wanted to, you know, you know, I, I just didn't know what was going to happen to me. You know, I, I felt like when I got here that uh, it would kind of be like Jonestown, like some, sooner or later they were going to break out the Kool-Aid and it would be just another goofy decision that I made, you know. But it hasn't turned in, into that, you know. I've met so many people that have given me, uh, that have helped me in my life. And they've done it for fun and for free without expecting anything in return. And um, that's what I try to do today. And I, I can't believe it because I really thought when I got here, I thought that they were going to start asking me for money, that, uh, th you know... I just didn't know, you know, I, I knew it was cult-like, you know, and I wasn't really sure where it was going to go. But I found out that it's been the, the, the greatest blessing that's ever happened to me, you know. I didn't think that I wanted a God in my life, and that has been probably the center of my life these, these days, is having a conscious contact with a higher power and trying to help other people uh, obtain that higher power, you know, that contact. By going through the steps, you know, I, um, you know, I did a, an inventory and, um, you know, I, I've established relationships with people in my life that I've closed out, you know, like I, I established a relationship with my mom. I mean, I, I'm from Kentucky and um, basically what happened was when I was about 18 years old, I just left. I didn't tell anybody. I just left. I left with my girlfriend and uh, two dogs, you know, and we drove across country and came to uh, L.A. But I didn't tell anybody, you know. And uh, so I had to I had to really work at establishing those relationships again. You know, I remember, uh, gosh, it, it must have been about 10 years ago, I brought my kids to see uh, my grandmother. And I pulled out in front of her house and she goes, where in the hell have you been? 
you know, and I was gone for years, you know, without saying anything to them, you know. But, um, you know, uh, my my life is just really, really good today. And uh, it's because of the meetings and, uh, you know, like I'm still married to the... Uh, the same woman, uh, we, uh, she's in the program too, not in AA, OA, but she's in AA. And um, we've been together since we were 18 years old. We were born in the same hospital in Kentucky. And uh, it's, we have two kids and we have two uh, grandkids. And it's, it's just been like a dream. You know, we, you know, we started out as like this punk rock couple and... Uh, Came out here and, uh, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. It didn't work out that well. I ended up in, um, you know, post-production doing sound. And, um, you know, the the great thing about this program is that, you know, like when I got here, I'll tell you, uh, this is one thing that really helped me a lot. Um, you know, when I got here, they told me to go to meetings. And I didn't want to go to meetings, but I went anyway. They told me to get a sponsor, and at the time, I thought a sponsor would be somebody like my stepdad, and I hated my stepdad, you know. And that, that was another thing that I, you know, that I had a little problem with was uh, my real name's not Lydian. My real name is Robert Plunkett, and um, my mom got, to, uh, got divorced when I was two years old. She married this guy named uh, Pennington. She changed her last name and uh, she started having kids and they all had the same last name as Pennington. And um, I was the only one in that family with the last name Plunkett. So I always felt different. I always felt like I didn't fit in and that I needed something to fix me. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hated my stepdad. But, uh, and, you know, they told me to get a sponsor and I, I've, I've made amends to my stepfather Today I call him dad. He's the only dad I've ever had. He put food on the table. He was my little league baseball coach. He sheltered me and and clothed me. And uh, so uh, the thing is, is that you know, like when I got the uh, the program, they told me to get a sponsor. I got one. They told me to get a commitment. And if you don't know what a commitment is, it's like a little job that you do. And uh, I every med- meeting that I go to, I have a commitment. And, um, you know, commitments have helped me so much with my job. Like, I, you know, I work at Universal Studios and I remove cuss words from feature films. And, you know, um, commitments haven't showed me how to do sound, how to, how, how to be a sound editor. But what they've showed me how to do is to show up and do what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it. And um, thank you. And uh, I guess the, the, the thing that I'm uh, trying to tell you is that um, my life didn't start changing for the better until I started listening to somebody else's ideas about my life and I started doing those things. Because I'd been calling uh, the shots in my life all my life and getting the same crappy results. Today, you know, like when I call my sponsor and check in my food, that's, that's what I eat, you know. And uh, I'm accountable to that, and uh, I call him every day and let him know what's going on. He also had me do this thing called um, an A-E-I-O-U. And, you know, I would say, Michael, you know, you and I know the big book, right? And I know that that crap is not in the big book. Why am I doing it? Why are you having me do this, you know? And I was so reluctant to do it. But then, uh, you know, I just surrendered and I started doing it. And it's been the best thing uh, that's in my life, you know, really. It's helped me so much 
just to be honest with him about if I have a resentment, if I have any fears, what I'm grateful for. You know, I check in my food with him and uh, I, I let him know whether I exercise or not. Um, and that's that's been really an important thing for me, too, is uh, especially in this pandemic is to, to continue to exercise, you know. And I find that I found out that really if my food is good, all I got to do is exercise a little bit. And, and it's just it, it's amazing, really. You know, I mean, I have always struggled with the food. You know, I've never, I've always been active, but I've always struggled with the food. And that's been the thing that this program has helped me so much with. So, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and end, you know, like uh, my wife and I, um, we're getting close to retiring. So um, uh, we found out that, uh, you know, uh, Italian uh, citizenship is through blood. And my wife is uh, Italian. And her grandfather came from uh, Napoli, and um, he came to Brooklyn and had her father before he became a citizen, a U.S. citizen. So her father was actually Italian and lived here for a while. So um, we decided that we, when we retire, that we want to spend part of our time in Italy, and we want to uh, try to get dual citizenship. So we've been in the process of doing that. We've got all our paperwork now together, and we just need to get a, 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 a date at the uh, Italian consulate here. And uh, But one of the things that I, I've been doing is that I've been taking Italian classes. And I, I, I go, how in the hell can I figure, how can I, you know, incorporate this into my life? And what I did was, uh, you know, I say prayers every day, every day. And so what I did was I started translating my prayers into Italian. And I started saying those. And I'll end with this. Dio mi concede la serenità di accettare le cose che non posso cambiare. Il carigio di cambiare le cose che posso. Alla saggezza di conoscere la differenza. La tua volontà non sia per mia. Amen. Questions? <laughs> yeah, sure. What prayer was that? Uh, the Serenity Prayer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. It was very beautiful. Right, thanks. How does your food plan like today? My food plan? Okay, well, like this morning I had a, a cup of oatmeal and a scoop of protein powder. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what is my food plan like? So, like, like today I had um, uh, a cup of oatmeal and a scoop of protein powder and a cup of blueberries. And for a snack, I had four Brazil nuts. Uh, for lunch, four ounces of salmon. Typically, I have, like, a, a fruit juice, like a carrot juice, you know, which is, like, uh, three carrots, two apples, and uh, some ginger root, you know, and I put it in this... Uh, this uh, juicer. And then tonight, uh, my, my wife is actually cooking a roast, a roast for uh, a dinner uh, with my sister-in-law and her son. But typically what I have is four ounces of salmon. I have this thing that I blend, which is um, two handfuls of spinach, uh, three Brussels sprouts, a couple cloves of uh, broccoli, and uh, a couple grapes, and uh, water. 
and then I drink that. And then um, I'll occasionally have a fruit smoothie, which is like almond milk, uh, blueberries, and ice. So uh, that's, that's pretty much what I, you know, like, like if I'm eating on my own, which is I'm pretty much eating a lot of times, that's what I'll do. And, and you know, I always weigh the salmon. There was a time when uh, I would make the salmon, and as I'm putting it away, I'm like taking bites, and I'm going, what in the hell am I doing, you know? I mean, and so I stopped doing that. And, and, and it had to be a conscious, a, a conscious thought, you know. I also, you know, uh, have been able to get, a, get rid of certain foods pretty easily. You know, one thing that I used to have on my food plan was protein bars. And I started looking at the calorie count on those suckers, and they were almost like a, a whole meal. And it was like, oh, my God. So, you know, and Michael has never told me that I need to stop a certain food. I always come to him and I go, Michael, I think i got a problem with this. And then once I realize that I have a problem with it, I'm able to do something about it, you know. And, uh, you know, um, the way I kind of look at giving up food is, you know, like the, the, the ancient Jews, what they used to do, they would take their choice livestock and they would bring it to the temple and they would sacrifice that to, the God, to their God, you know. And so I kind of think of that as my food. When I want to give up something that I really, really love, I give it to God, you know. Protein bars were one of those things. Diet Cokes were another thing, you know. I loved those things, you know. But I knew that I had a problem with those things and, and I uh, was able to give them up. And, and it was because I had a conscious contact with a higher power, I believe. And, and I believe that, I really believe this. There's nothing on my food plan I wouldn't give up for a better contact with a higher power, you know. I truly believe that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ori. How do you deal with, like, does your wife work her program as intensely you do as, as you do? Or, do, like, do you guys have conversations about that? Or is it just her program is her program, your program is your program? Uh, Can you repeat? Yeah, I'll repeat that. So does my wife uh, work her program the same as I do? And uh, is, is it separate or is it a, a joint thing? I mean, you know... I don't know if you've been married for a long time to somebody in the program, but I've tried making comments about my wife's program, and it is not the right thing to do. I am telling you. I, and, and I've gotten to the point now where I can think it through. You know, I go, okay, this is what I'm going to say, and I think it through, and I go, okay, that's how she's going to react, and then I go, okay, I'm not going to go there. But, um, you know, as far as the food, the food's been a tricky thing, you know, because, you know, it's like I have my food, and she has hers, and, but the thing is, is that, um, and she probably is not going to hear this, and what says here stays here, right? Okay. So anyway, she's, she's, going, she's going to Weight Watchers now. So she's looking at what I'm doing, and she's starting to incorporate some of those things. And, it, and it's been very slow. At first, she was going, oh, my God. I, you know, like I got a blender. And she goes, you will never use it. You will use it for a couple weeks, and you will never use it again. Because she knew me, you know. She knew all the little fad diets that I went through and all the phases. But, you know, I've been able to stick with that. And now that's what she does. She kind of blends her food, too, occasionally. And... She cooks salmon for me now, and she she has that. 
she realizes that um, I've been really consistent about what I eat and what I put into my body. And so she she's aware that that is a, a big factor in me maintaining my weight that I'm currently at, you know. I mean, as far as um, making amends and things like that, we don't pray and meditate together. You know, um, like I told you, we didn't believe in God. We hated Christians when we got got to the program. And when I got into the program, she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe what you're doing. You know, and when I became Catholic, she was like, wow, really? Really? So, and she's had a struggle with getting a higher power, you know, because we had so many uh, prejudices against re- organized religion, you know. We just didn't, we didn't like people that were in organized religion. And then we got into the program and things started changing. So, I don't pray and meditate with her. Um, we do, uh, what, I, what I do do, okay, what I do do is I pray uh, before I eat. Every meal, and what it, and I've invited her, and we do that. We hold hands and we pray. You know, so is that all the time? Okay, thank you.